How can I observe and address things that matter? It is obvious that we all want better results, but where do we get started with our improvements? You know, observations are essential, no doubt about that. But what if you're so busy that you feel you don't have time to schedule observations with your teams? That is the topic for today. Welcome to the Power Hour, your hour where you can find out what is holding you back. Your hour where you can find things where you can be better. Your hour where you find new ways how you can lead your team to success. Or your hour where you can have a breakthrough and do things totally differently. This is your Power Hour with me. I am Coach Colin. And I am the skipper on your journey in mastering your leadership. So let's get started. Now, I am not quite sure why you found specifically this power hour interesting. I mean, how can I observe and address things that matter is, is of course, an intriguing um, title. And I remember one day, this was quite some while ago when I was in sales, my boss came up to me and said, you know what, the prices at which you sell is ba are bad. You're giving too much discount. And I was going to argue with him, but of course I knew he was right. But you know what, just telling me what I already knew didn't really help me at all. And I felt quite stressed about that. In fact, I had promised... Uh, my customer that I was going to give him good prices and perhaps it's like you I mean sometimes you don't want to let your customer down and you feel like just that the manager is reminding you about a situation that you already know it doesn't really help you at all and later when I uh, being a manager I also know that you know just doing this again it makes me feel good for the moment because i have addressed something that appears to be important but when i then see the look of the face of the people it's like they feel quite hurt and frustrated because they already know what is going on so how can i do that differently um it could be that you are even putting this topic off a little bit and you know trying to comfort yourself and saying it could have been just a tough quarter or the guy had a hard time at that moment and it will go by. But let's face it, in the end, you really want to address those things that matter. And actually, right now, it could be that you're lucky because there is some tailwind in your market and you're selling very well and you think you already know that this is not really going to continue forever. So, you know the saying, why not fix the roof while the sun is shining? So, how can we become more proactive with our actions and make sure that we start changing that behavior in our team so that we know that when the markets slow down, we have already improved certain situations? Because, after all, we want to make it easier to address certain situations. I mean, we want to feel certain it will turn out in a positive way when we do 
observe certain things and, and comment on those. And if you are making progress on key issues, well, before the results kicked in, wouldn't that really feel good? Because it would give you the certainty that things are changing. So what is in it for you today here in this Power Hour? Looking into, we're looking into what matters to you, of course, because um, we will talk about what you will want to change for yourself a little bit, um, because change always starts with you. And we will also have a look to see how you can make your team understand better what matters and get their buy-in, because that is the second thing where it starts. And there's a third thing in the end. I'm going to give you also something very practical, which is a coaching tool where, with which you can address really any issue that matters, even if you have not observed it. So I hope you find those topics interesting. And I know change and, you know, driving change, it becomes so very important for all of us. And, but we also have to learn how to help people to change because we have to understand that some people, they get stuck in this change process. And if I'm leading my team towards something where we haven't been before, I have to understand how I can get them unstuck so that we don't lose any time. And that is really the key because, as, as in my introduction, some people feel they know that they would like to get better, but when they start looking at the things that they should be doing to get better, they start becoming fearful because they have never done it before. They don't know whether it's going to turn out right. And rather than living a life in fear, they go back to the things they know where they feel safe. And, well, that is where you know that they you don't want to stay there. So how can we change and impact and influence so that things move ahead, what really matters? And this reminds me of a story, actually, some, some years back. I was doing one of the first VBS trainings in Singapore, and... Um, we were at the beginning, we were doing video recordings and everybody doing was doing this role play, this scenario of a sales situation. And in the evening, I was listening then and watching these videos because on the second day of the training, we were going to give feedback. And I was sitting there all night watching one video after another video. And I was wondering, what is it I'm observing here really? What is it that really matters? And it dawned on me that if nothing really matters to me, how can I really be observant? And that is where I started thinking about, well, what are the things that really matter? What really contributes to a great outcome in these situations? And what could I observe so that the people could, could see that there was an opportunity to, do, to be better? And at that time, that is when we created something which was the behaviors within the sales organization, when it was about preparing questions, it was about well-founded questions, about rephrasing the emotions in a, in a conversation, all these things. These were the general things that we put together where we said, well, this is something that really matters in sales. Meaning if the salesperson can adjust and can show these types of basic behaviors, then of course the sales conversation will become better. But then we also realize that these are things that 
matter in general, but what about those things that really matter to you? And during the course of the years, we started to develop further our offer within the sales program. And you remember that um, there is a quite a phenomenal offer right now that uh, you have available, which we can summarize in our learning strategy. Because in our learning strategy, we have got a new high curriculum, we've got sales training, and we've got sales manager courses. And um, the whole offer is available based on the fact that we've been matting, mapping competencies and that we have been developing quite a comprehensive course guide now that is available to you so that you can have a clear view of what is available and what you can choose from to make your team become better. And there are formal education paths and there are blended learning um, events with online courses and classroom events. But what we've really discovered over the course of offering and talking about this learning strategy is that there is a quite a lot to learn when you start from this side, when you start from, you know, the whole competence map and look at everything that is available and look to see about all the things that really concern the people and what they should be knowing. And it becomes so confusing that you have to ask yourself, well, where do I really start with all this? Which brings me back to something for the topic for today. Well, what is it what really matters? Something matters to you if it has a significant impact on reaching your goals. And that is really where you sort of ignite and you feel the, the emotion rising because you know if you change this point, it will have an interest, it will have an impact on your goals. And when I go back to all the um, role plays and all the observations and the checklists that we could be doing at the time, we didn't really have that connection to the things that matter. And that is where today we can say we're taking a different approach. And to share that approach with you, I have something that is a few months old. I was in, um, a few months ago, I was in France on my holiday. And you know, in France, when you go to a bakery in the morning to buy something for breakfast, you have these wonderful croissants. And I was looking at these croissants and I was wondering, well, what what really matters here when I go and buy a croissant? What is it I can observe? And it was interesting to see that in one shop where we went into, the croissants didn't really quite, you know, match our expectations and what we wanted to buy. So we went to another little bakery around the corner and we saw this beautiful tray of croissants and I was wondering, well, what is it really that here that matters here? And what mattered for us was the fact, well, well, is the size okay? I mean, are these the largest and biggest croissants you could imagine? And these were quite fairly good size. So we could imagine that having one of these croissants would actually fill us fill us up for during breakfast time and we also realized that you know the appearance of these croissants whether they were you know nice big and puffy um, was also quite significant and we also discovered that the smell of the croissants you know this buttery pastry smell that croissants in a, in a bakery have that also made made um, quite a significant impact on whether we were going to buy the croissant or not but then, of course, finally, when we got the croissants home, the taste 
or even the anticipated taste of these croissants made our mouths water and made us decide that we want that this was a good croissant. Now, if we turn this story around a little bit and think about the same principle to understand what really matters for you in business, of course, we're not selling croissants. We're selling something else. And when we start looking at what matters for our business, we suddenly realize that it is not the final result that is the only thing that matters. In fact, there are other things that influence this result. So let's have a quick look at these, because what influence are the final result is, for instance, what is the person bringing home in the basket when they bring the order home? What type, what type of technical solutions are there? Um, the other thing that you might want to consider, apart from the technical solutions, is the fact, well, what is the value that they bring home? Is it really significant value? Is it going to contribute to the final results, the sales goals that you have? And you will also want to consider the fact, well, will the person be able to justify the prices that you expect to, to have for this opportunity, for this order? And finally, you will also want to consider not only the final result, but how efficient will you be able to take this order through your organization and really close the deal in the end. So these are parameters that that we actually can observe around to have an opinion whether our team is really getting the things that matters and influencing the things that really have an impact on the result. And this is where I can start thinking about, well, how can I then start making different observations around what is going on before the final result is in. Yeah, before you start eating that final croissant. There are things that have to happen. There are things that you would want to observe, notice, see, and hear to be sure that the result will come in the end. It's going to be great. There's going to be a great order in the end. So an observation is is um, is something you have personally heard, seen, or noticed around things that matter. And if you are wondering, well, what is it really that matters? We have to start thinking about, well, how can I change then my focus to make better observations about the things that drive the results? Because it's the things that drive the results that really matter. So... The fact that we can make observations, yeah, that we can hear things and see things and notice things that matter to us is, of course, quite obvious. But the question is now, in which situations do you think that you could make these observations? And that is where I would like to open up a little bit for a few chat questions here and a few chat comments, because I would like you to think about, well, in which situation could I make observations with my people? And you can think about that question and write the answers here in the chat window. And I'll copy them over into um, onto this page so that you can see everything. We can have um, a summary of the ideas to see where you think it is possible to make observations. So think about the question. In which situations can you make observations about a person's behavior? Think about your team and write it in the chat window. In which situations do you think you could do that?
Now I'm looking at the chat window and of course the first question, first answer will, will come in. I will of course add that here into the chat window. Um, and here's already one coming in. Excellent. And I'll pop that into the window here and see during a phone call conversation about an opportunity. That could be the first one. Yes. There we go. What other situations could we have? In a meeting. Exactly. It could be our own meeting, right? It doesn't even have to be in front of the customer. Um, during a ride-along visit, a conversation... Yes, you can ask questions, you can listen, you can make observations. Let's see, what other situations could you make observations around a person's behavior? When our, I will copy this one, when our team has a frustrated situation, yes. We can see something there as well. And here's another one. It's in visit reports. Um, and how they impact the colleagues. I'm just typing that here. There we go. Um, and it just went over the edge. So I have to reduce the size of the text. We'll be there just a second. There we go. And here's another one. Um, yeah, when they interact. Interact. That was a typo. Yes. And here's another one. In a break. With customers. This is also true. And in fact, you can say... Is there a limit around the situations where you can observe somebody's behavior? No. Actually, you can observe somebody's behavior all the time. But the question is, why don't we? And this is really the interesting part around this, around observations. Because, and I just write down here two more that are coming. Just one second. So... Why don't we then observe or why aren't we observant in those situations where we could be doing more, where we could be? Because I'll just copy the last one so that we have what here in a break with the customer. Um, when salesman gets gets orders without discussing price um, in the approach with the customer. Exactly. So. In these situations, why, what will help us really do that observation? Because this is the thing. We are normally focusing and observing something all the time. There is always something that we see. But the question is, how can we then really observe something that matters in the end? Because if we are always focusing and observing something, you have to ask yourself the question, what is it we normally then observe? What is it normally that we see? And we have to understand that our brain is actually hardwired to observe and focus on things, scanning the environment 
to understand whether things are potentially dangerous for us, things that we fear. And we just have to accept the fact that that is the way our brain focuses if we don't control it, which means that in our case, if we fear about missing an order, if we're if we if we are afraid of that the result is not going to be there, we, we judge quickly without realizing what what we're really judging for. Which means that predominantly we are judging out of the filter of being fearful. Are we missing? Are we going to get into trouble? Are we going to lose out? Which means that if I have a boss who focuses a lot on the results, that is going to be the first thing I'm going to be focusing on and trying to make a conclusion whether whether the result will come through or not because that is what I've been trained for. But the question is, if I focus on the results all the time, will it help my team to achieve them? So if I focus on the things that I, on the wrong things, or worse, if I focus on everything, how can I really make choices around what is essential? And that is where there's one key strategy that you would want to apply, and that is a strategy of choice, and it's called the top three strategy. And every day, when you want to think about making observations, you actually should have a cheat sheet ready with the three top observations of the week or the three top observations of the day that you would like to make. You want to have them prepared so that you already tune your filters on what is it I'm observing today. Because if you control your filters, you become predominantly more observant. You will see other things that people are doing and then you can start addressing those. So the question is, how then do you choose those top three things that really matter? And that is what we're going to look at. And that is actually now um, a method that you could apply with your team so that they immediately understand what is it you are looking at? What is it that you are observing? What is it you prefer to focus on because you think it matters. And when you start coaching and observing people, of course, you don't want to just, you know, open up a black book and say, hey, I've been observing certain things. And these are the things that I think matter. That is why I'm going to tell you these out of my big black book. This would be just scaring people. Um, so that is why you want to find a method so that you can bring them on board from the beginning and involve them around the choices and understanding and the buy-in around the things that really matter. So here's an example how you can do that with your team. And it's actually quite simple because it or already includes elements that you have available. And one of the elements um, which I've put here on the screen is, well, the sales strategy and the sales process. And you know these steps because you've been doing the manager core business effectively training. And you know that you have to choose the right customers. You're going to choose the right resources. You want to see that you want to validate the plans that you have. You want to figure out the the potential um, with a capability meeting. You want to evaluate the opportunities so that you can get better alignment with the customer. And then you start following up on the opportunities in the way that you you understand the needs of the customer. You then coordinate the offer and so on and so on. So there are these eight steps that you have to manage the sales strategy and the sales process. And you know these. But then how can you bring your team in to, 
together to understand what really matters. Well, what really matters was the image which I showed at the beginning, not the croissant image. You might still be thinking about that, but about that one, but the image that the things that really matter for us in our business. So you would want to do the following. You take these eight steps of the sales strategy and the sales process and you put them on a piece of paper and you put them down on the left-hand side as a column, sort of eight boxes there in one column. And I've prepared that for you so that you can see that here on the left-hand side. You see the eight phases of the sales strategy and the sales process. And then you create four columns with the things that matter, which means that what is in the portfolio when the opportunity is registered, when the people bring it home? What is in the value of this um, opportunity in business? What have you done to defend and to be able to justify the price in the end? And how efficient are you? And now you can see that when you have these four columns, that perhaps you wouldn't be observing everything at the same time. In fact, you would want to ask your team, when can I observe what? At which phase can I make an impact? And how do you think that, you know, the the, the decision around which let me say, which um, which solution I want to have in my basket, at which phase in these eight steps of the sales process does it really play out, does it really have an impact? So what you're doing here is you're creating this impact matrix. And in this impact matrix, I prefer, prepared a few lines for you just to just to show how you can work together with your team. Is You could say, well, and these are just, you know, fun figures, so um, it allows you to have a dialogue with your team and saying, well, okay, if we are better in this first stage of our customers, of our sales strategy and sales process, and choosing which customers we want to do business with, how much would that impact the solutions that we would be offering, the things that we could bring home in our basket? How much would that really impact the business and the value that we could bring home? And you can give these this this um, line here now, you can give it this row, you can give it certain numbers where you say, well, that has a medium impact, a very significant impact or low impact. And then give it numbers like nine, three um, uh, and one, and then you can add it up in the end. And what is more important is not so much the numbers really, but what is important is if you choose and you discuss something and say, this is a really significant impact on that phase in the sales process concerning how I'm judging the final result, that is when you want to discuss with your team around the, why do you think that is the case? Because if you start drilling down now at that crossroad where this has a significant impact, which means that the phase, the execution of the sales strategy and the sales process has a significant impact in how you judge the final result, you would want to have an absolutely clear understanding with your team why that is so. So that you understand why it is so. And all your team understands, has the same view about why this is. And they can actually see certain behaviors that you would want to be following up and observing out of all these situations where you can see your team interacting. Because if it has a nine an impact here on a nine, you will want to agree with your team when this is happening. What type of behavior should you want to see 
to be sure that you can have an observation here and you can really address something that matters. Which means that this discussion that you're going to have leads into a couple of two, three, four significant things that you all agree you're going to observe. And that is something you can then put into, you know, an observation of the week where you can say, this is, these are the things we're going to focus on this week to make sure that we keep each other accountable, we help each other, we share ideas around the top three things that really matter on this crossroad of where it has a significant impact. And all of a sudden, you're way ahead and you're able to see things that you've never seen before. So while you're thinking about how this works, this might be a good opportunity to ask and open up for some questions because questions are always very important and you can write questions into the chat window as much as you can write in questions with an email or which we will do right now before we get into the last topic for today. Um, of course, I will activate the microphone so that anybody who would like to raise a question right now, they can unmute themselves and, um, of course, we can talk. And if you would like to ask a question, this is the moment where it becomes live. And any question works, as you know, anything around coaching, anything around the manager core business effectively or the event that is kind of coming up, release the leader within. I um, I see there is one green light. I'm not quite sure, of course, if the green light was still on right from the beginning when you logged in. But um, I could call on Sebastiano if he has a question. Hello, Sebastiano. Do you have a question? Well, you might have, um, I'm not quite sure whether it's logged in on the audio since there is a little web sign behind that one as well. But I'll take the opportunity to pick on somebody else. Perhaps somebody else would like to um, ask a question or write something into the chat window. Um, I could um, I could say good morning to David. Perhaps he has a comment or thought around what we have been talking about. Let's see if his audio works. I know it is early, very early in the U.S., but um, he's typing in good morning. Hello, good morning, David. How are you today? Yeah, good morning. No, it's not not too early. Uh, it's after uh, 8.30 here, so. Oh, good. Uh, watching everybody trickle into the office. and uh, I guess I'm going to have to probably come back and look at what you presented here again and you know, in the podcast or something, because I think for me, it not quite following that connection, but I also had somebody come by and, okay, you know, give me a good morning this morning and I might've missed something. Okay. I get it. No problem. Of course, anybody else who can activate your microphone. And I do have a question here, which somebody wrote in to me, uh, which I would um, like to answer while um, you're thinking what type of question you want to ask next. Um, and that is, we're all looking to coach for efficiency and the sales process appears to be slowing us down. And I was wondering around that, well, the steps of the sales process, why would they be slowing you down? Are you trying to fulfill certain things sort of to the letter or what is it really? What I then thought about is, 
What if we turn it around rather than trying to fulfill every single step of the sales process? What if we reflected the other way around with our team and said, well, if we did not do this step in the sales process, what is it we would risk? Think about that one for a while and perhaps ask your team the next time around when they say, oh, this is slowing us down. Yes, but what if we didn't do it? Are we risking anything? Are we losing something? If we didn't do visit reports, what would happen? If we didn't log our opportunities, what would happen? It would be an interesting discussion. Very quickly you realize that, yes, there are certain things that we do want to follow up and we do want to make sure we do in the sales process, but we don't really need to go all the way and really cross every T. So what is the right level here so that we feel we get enough value out of following the process and at the same time we feel that um, we are actually doing some progress. Yeah, Colin, here in the U.S., I think we've really kind of focused in on that issue exactly, uh, trying to reduce the uh, and eliminate time wasters in our process so that we have more time for this kind of stuff. Um, you know, I think we've tried to maintain a high consciousness toward uh, bringing value in any, you know, through any activity that we ask the salespeople to do and uh, make sure that they understand how they receive value from those and associating that with the activities uh, hopefully that creates the the want and the desire to change and do things differently. Uh, but we got to show them that it's not just make work for them, that it uh, actually brings value through the activity. Exactly. Thank you for that comment, David. That is really um, important because nothing's worse than filling in your tax form and not knowing why you have to do it, right? It's, <laughs> everybody hates that part. But um, if we can create some, some value around these things so that the people really see that it is creating benefit, that will help a lot. But the prerequisite is let's take a dialogue around these things. Talking around a dialogue, I had another question here. Um, what is the right way to select by product fit or value or relationship when we select our customers? And I have this question or this type of question quite often similar questions along these lines around choosing. Can I do it right? And I'm quite surprised really because when it is about making choices in this case, we never really have all the data um, to make the right choice. We're always, you know, we're taking a choice and we don't know whether things will be right in the end. And that is really something that we have to learn. Not only not making the right choice at the beginning, but really making a choice and then trying to make it right. So what do I do? What do I mean by that? It's not collecting as much data as possible and in, and analyzing everything that we have and graphs and looking at sales figures in the past, trying to make the right decision when we choose our customers. That's not really the point. We choose customers in our customer classification because we expect that we want to do more business with this certain customer we choose. So actually, I could choose, I could choose my top five customers like today. Just pull them out of a hat and say, I want to grow business with these five customers. Would the choice be right? Probably not. Would it be wrong? Probably not. The thing is, when I make that choice is I want to make sure that something happens. 
And this is where you as a sales leader play a huge role in following up on what is happening. Because two things you would be wanting to look at. First of all, is the action happening that would ensure that you would grow business with those chosen customers? That's the first thing that you would want to check, which means are changes happening in the frequency of visits? Are changes happening in the contacts that we are visiting? And these types of things. When you see this happening, after a while, the second thing is going to change where you will want to have a look at. And that is, well, are there certain indicators coming in? You know, and indicators are indications that the results will come in in the end, which means, is the customer showing more interest? Are you creating more leads? Are you creating more opportunities? Because if this is not happening, then it could be that you might want to change something. And in saying that, you could change the actions that you're taking. But if you believe you've taken the right actions, but you're not getting an indication that something is changing within the customer, which means the relationships and the leads and opportunities, then it could be that you've chosen the wrong customer, which means you will want to set yourself a deadline with your team by which you want to make sure that you have taken significant amount of actions that would allow a change within that customer. And you would want to set yourself a second deadline where you say, by this certain date in time, I would like to see certain results happening that will give me indication that the final result, the growth, will actually happen. And if you don't set those two deadlines, those two milestones, of course, people will, will be working forever and you will be wondering forever whether things are changing in those accounts. And then you will regret having made those choices, which means that make the choices and make it right. And make it right means put, make sure you put the actions into place, make sure that you have the indicators in place so that you can see that things are going the right direction and set yourself a deadline when you expect things to react and change with your customer. These were two questions that I had today. Um, now, let's look further on, because what I'm going to do now is I'm going to give you a tool that will allow you immediately to coach around these things so that people can take action. And it is a very simple tool, but coaching is so very important for us because we don't want to really tell people around these things. And because telling people just kills that energy just kills their enthusiasm because it kills their ideas of what they could be doing. And it puts you into the seat, into, into the seat of answering for everything, of course, in, within your, within your team. And you want your team to, to run, to take that initiative and move forward. So let's have a look at this coaching tool. Um, it is only a few steps and you can write them down very easily. And it goes by the acronym ICOACH, which is exactly what we want to do, right? So let's have a look at this acronym in greater detail to understand what is there that I can coach. First of all, you want to start with introducing a topic. And the reason why I suggest that within business coaching and coaching your team to drive business that you choose the topic is that you have just a while ago, you have chosen the top three things that really matter for yourself, or you have agreed with your team 
What type of behavior would impact a certain area of result, a certain area of performance? Which means that you actually have the, the right and the obligation to address any of these top three issues, which means that you could start a sentence like, can I talk to you about something? I'd like to talk, you, talk to you about how we log opportunities in our system. Assuming that you have just agreed around that. And this could be a starting sentence with which you could start that, initiate that conversation and start creating a story around that slowly because you could then continue and say, well, we are just chosen that logging the opportunities in our, in our opportunity tracker was so very important because it would increase the efficiency within our systems and within our way of working. Then with a C, you have, you, that is exactly where, where you can create that, that agreement, sort of review that agreement that you had been talking about before, as I just said. Yeah, we have created this agreement and we thought that working on the opportunity tracker would be, would be more important for us increasing in efficiency. Then you can start opening up their view around where they stand simply by asking a question, where do you stand in logging the key opportunities into the system. And that is where you invite them to open their view about what are they doing. You hold up a mirror without telling them. They look into the mirror and they start telling you, you know, I've been putting it, um, I've been tried, tried one opportunity, felt, felt a little cumbersome, a little awkward to do it. So I stopped doing it and I'm writing it down on a piece of paper like I usually do. And then you can, you can open, um, Sorry, you can, you can allow to expand them to think by, by ask, by saying something. Well, I appreciate that situation. May I shame, share my perspective with you? And that is where you, you repeat around what you already have agreed with the system. Said, we said we wanted to put the top five customers into opportunity tracker. And I've been looking at, I've been looking at the, um, the opportunities, and I don't see any opportunities actually logged into the system. And then you can allow them to think by asking a question like, well, how do you now see that difference between what we said we were going to do and what you are doing? And now that you see this perspective of the two sides where you stand and where we want to be, you could ask, what is your take on this? And then they might be thinking about, you know, that perhaps they haven't been focusing on it so much and they would like to move forward. And this way you can start this conversation gradually where you can then call them to action saying, well, I totally understand the situation. So what is it that you would want to do short term and long term now? So right now, what is it you can change? And typically when people start reflecting around where they stand today, what commitment or agreement you have made and where they want to be tomorrow, typically everybody has an idea how to move forward. And that is what you're bringing out of them with this coaching um, conversation. And the final question is, you're nearly there. Yeah, by having already the idea what you want to do, you're halfway there and you can round it off and ask them, well, great. How would you do, how would you prepare now? And these are then the few short sentences where you can pick up on an agreement like that. And simply by addressing, introducing the, the topic, 
expanding on what you had been saying, inviting them to share their perspective on it, of where they stand, allowing them to think around your perspective, which you create the gap with, and calling them to action to close that gap and asking them concrete how they can prepare. This conversation only takes a few minutes, but it is initiated by you, and it can be initiated by you when you introduce the topic that matters to you. And the prerequisite of doing this nicely in the sense of coaching is actually the fact that the people are aware around about what is coming. You have already spoken about the top three things that matter. And then they feel comfortable in changing. So this is the coaching tool, the iCoach coaching tool. I will put it into the into the um, classroom as well, so you can pick it up from there, which brings us closer towards the end of our session already today. And while we have here the upcoming power hours, there are two more small things that we can do together. First of all, you can choose which power hour you can um, choose next. Um, there is one around how can I coach around performance, which is going to be very interesting next Monday. Um, there will also be then later on a, a recording that I will do how I can address behavior, which will be available the uh, Monday after. On the 20th of November, Steve and I will have an interview around switching between mentoring and coaching. And on November 27th, there will be something on the capability meeting specifically within the sales process that you might appreciate from Steve. Now, before we leave today, two more things. You have the opportunity to choose with your team what are the top three things that you can do. You can walk through the sales strategy, the steps of the sales strategy and the sales process, and you can see which phase is most important to have a to have an impact on the result in sales. And you can discuss with your team which would be, again, the top three things that would matter here. Or you can use the iCoach acronym to start some coaching immediately on any of, of, any of the um, topics that you have chosen. And I will, of course, share the link to the podcast to everybody as soon as we're done here. But now I would like to ask you, pick one activity, one action that you can do today, starting today, that bring you, brings you forward on this topic. And if you want to listen to the podcast, that would be one. And I will copy that here um, so that you can catch up on that. And in the meantime, you can think, what one activity would you have here to follow up on this topic. What could you do? Write it in the chat. I will copy it over so that we have a few ideas and a few inspirations of what would be possible. What else can you do? Listen to the podcast is one. <clears throat> and here's another one. Number one is remember that Remember that I, as a coach, I introduce the topic. And this is, and I have to say one word, this is quite different to life coaching. Yeah? Because in life coaching, you have to always consider the fact that the coachee brings the topic. 
But in business coaching, you have already spoken about the issues. The topics, so to speak, are in the air. They've already been agreed about. So you have the full right to address those issues with your team, to drive your team forward, because that is the combination that you want to have. And yes, I will call, I would like to call our team for action. Every time call in, call to action individually, not as a team, but on that thing that you have observed, what is it that you can be doing differently right now? So this allows me to bring the last message for today. Focus the center of your attention on what has impact on your results. Choose to focus. I cannot emphasize this more than anything else because if you don't choose your focus, your mind is going to focus on everything and anything, which means that in the end, you don't know what you have been observing and you don't really know what matters. Focus is the first step. And with your team, agree, choose and improve what has impact. Have that discussion with your team. It's going to be inspiring. It's going to be enlightening. People will see how these things connect and it will give you the opportunity to address the things that really matter and be much more observant around those things that matter and pick up on those things that have impact on the results. This is all for today. Thank you very much for paying attention and being with me here on the Power Hour with me, Coach Colin. And I would like to wish you all a great week, a great autumn week, and enjoy your week. And always remember, you initiate the coaching conversation because I coach. This was the Power Hour with me, Coach Colin, the skipper to your leadership. And if you found something interesting during this Power Hour, why not just go over and press like or even share it with one of your peers because we all want to be better and it is very rewarding to see other people getting better around us. And if you have any questions about this Power Hour or around leading your team to success, just private message me, text me, get in touch with me on Facebook or send me an email. Because always remember, I am Coach Colin and I am here to help you master your leadership.